This is the redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Ancient of days, we are grateful this beautiful morning. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. According to your word in Psalm 118, verse 24. This morning, we thank you that you spared our life. We are grateful that you showed us mercy as an individual and as family and as a church and as the body of Christ. We are grateful. We are grateful that you have ordained us, that we may wake up, that we may praise you, that we may worship you, that we may pray unto you and hear your word. This morning, even as we have gathered unto you, please, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself, reveal your power, reveal your glory, reveal your wonders again in the name of Jesus. This morning, let souls be saved. Heal your people, Lord, I pray, revive every soul in the name of Jesus. Everyone, represent, every member representing each family, Lord, because we know that you are here and you have ordained it, this morning I pray, Lord, bless each families in the name of Jesus. Bless each families in the name of Jesus. Bless each family in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given time. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Yesterday, yesterday, the Lord brought his word unto us on the subject titled, Who is your anchor? On the subject titled, Who is your anchor? That was the question. Very important question. And yesterday we understand that an anchor is something that you hold on to. An anchor prevents you from crashing. An anchor holds you particularly when there is crisis. And we mentioned, we stop at some of the uh, some some things and people and places that people trust they hang called their destiny now another example of what people anchor their destiny on is money so we stop at point number six of giving examples of places people and uh, that people put their trust in so number seven is money. Some people's anchor for life is their money. Their money. Uh, though the Bible says money is a defense. Wisdom too is a defense. But wisdom is profitable to the rest. Now, money. Money is not your anchor. Because it is only the living that spend money. And money cannot buy life. Money cannot buy life. No matter how wealthy a man, a woman may be, if uh, when death comes, there's no amount of property that can save, except if the law says otherwise. So money is not your anchor. Money is not your anchor. But the Lord Jesus Christ is your anchor. The Lord Jesus Christ 
is your anchor. Who is your anchor? The Lord Jesus Christ. Who is my anchor? The Lord Jesus Christ. Let somebody shout to be hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, to some is their property that is their anchor. So they rest their life on it. And that's why if something crashes with their property, then they lose their hope in God. A good example of a man who never made property and money's anchor was a man in the Bible called Job. Job was wealthy, the wealthiest in the East in those days. So we can say we have about seven continents in the world. So we can say Job was probably controlling about three to four continents as far as wealth is concerned. He was wealthy, blessed all around. That's how somebody will be wealthy. Amen. That's how you'll be blessed all around in the name of Jesus. And the Lord will not remove the edge of protection over your life. He will not remove it over my life in the name of Jesus. I mean, how do you, when you say a man is blessed, a man, he was blessed. He has children, 10 children. He has a wife. He has thousands of servants, maids gold, everything. He has huge business. And he was a man who feared God, despite he was living in, in, in affluence. He was living in as a wealthy man. Yet, the Bible says that daily, Job, we offer sacrifices on behalf of his children. Why? He said, maybe they have sinned against God in their heart. So he was perfect. He was a wonderful man. He was a man who feared God. And God, too, also know that he was also a man who feared him. So God approved of him, and he got approval of man. But then, the, when the enemy wanted to strike over the life of Job, one lesson we could learn from his life was that this man, Job, did not put his trust in his wealth. If he had done that, he would have collapsed and had that attack. The first day he had of that, his business was crashing. And that's why if you find some wealthy men, perhaps the ones that are not in Christ, when they hear of something happening to their property they have labored for, for years, what happened? They develop stroke. They develop heart attack. Now, it is a sign that all the while their hanker has been their property and their wealth. But for Job, the almighty God was his anchor. So again, I ask you this morning, my brothers and sisters, who is your anchor for life? Is it your job? No, your job is not your anchor. Your job is not your anchor. Many people have lost their job and they went and, and killed themselves. It shows that they are put so much. So our anchor must be on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like you to turn your Bible with me to Psalms chapter 31. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 31, this was King David. Now, in thee, verses 1, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me, deliver me speedily, 
God will deliver you speedily in the name of Jesus. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. This is where the Lord is taking us to this morning. The Lord Jesus Christ is our anchor and he is the rock. He is the rock upon which we stand. And that's why that uh, glorious hymn said, On Christ the solid rock, I stand all other ground, a sinking sound. All other ground, a sinking sound. Look at what verse 3 said. He said, for thou art my rock. Again, David saying it again. Saying it again the second time. And my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privately for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Let somebody shout hallelujah. And the Bible says, I have hated them that regard lying, lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversity, and has not shut up thy hand of the and, and, has, and has not shut up, and has not shut shut me up in the hand of my enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. God will set your feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief, and my year will see a sign. My strength filled because of my iniquity, and my bones are consumed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Now, hallelujah. the life of King David. One thing again that I love about King David over and over again is that he was a very plain man. Because how do you know a man is plain? He was, he was very real. In the place of prayer, he was a very real man. He said, deliver me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. He didn't hide anything. When you are in trouble, don't be ashamed to mention the year of the Lord. Deliver me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. King David poured out his heart. But he began by saying, you are my rock. You are my fortress. Now, brethren, I want you to know, you know, why, why putting this together? The Lord reminded me of a life story of a young brother like me uh, in my hometown back in Nigeria. And the Lord wanted me to share that story. So there's a man in our, in our place called Leslie. That's his name. Wealthy, and he was the most powerful man in our city. I thank God where I came from is, is a city. So he was a very powerful man. And I mean very powerful. Powerful not because he was a child of God, but he was diabolical. 
He had petrol station. So he was wealthy. All his children, grandchildren, they were riding on cars. So one of his sons was my classmate. And this boy comes into class, even teachers cannot talk to him. Why? Because of two things. If you hear his father's name, hearing his father's name in the city alone makes people to tremble. You hear that, that is Leslie's son. Ah, so he comes with, he cruises into, 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 uh, into school and we were in secondary school. Now, this boy, he continued to terrorize everybody because of the power that his dad had. And we were growing up then, we only hear of the name of Leslie. You, you don't see his face. We were told of how this man was so powerful with diabolical power to the point that he would conjure some evil. And when the enemy, when the armed robbers come to attack him, he would turn to a tree. The man turns to a tree. My dad, who also tells me about, you know, my dad also had to, you know, testified to some of the things we had about this man. When we are, whenever we are traveling, uh, drivers would stop by and buy gas. So he was a very wealthy man, powerful. But something happened one day. The way this man died, he tells me that indeed he wasn't powerful. All his children hang their life on him because he has money and he was powerful. They hang their life, even that the, the, the boy that was my classmate. Now, where am I going? We were told that this man, he, and he was elderly, I mean, he was really old. So God gave him long life, I, I believe, with the hope that he will, he, will, he will repent from his wickedness, but he did not. So I believe he was in his 90, really elderly, lying down on his chair in the broad daylight. It wasn't in the night. We were told Amroba invaded our city and they invaded Leslie's house and they shot him point blank and he died. And so when the entire city heard about it, even we that were no longer in our city, he was a very popular man, politician, they bowed to him and everybody was wondering how can a powerful man like Leslie died like a chicken, that a gunshot point blank took his life. The man that Amrabah will come to his house and he disappears into thin air. What has happened? Brethren, all his children, after this man died, their life began to go haywire. There was nothing to write home about. Some turn to drunken and different things. The grandchildren, because he has many wives and so on. I don't know what has become of his life. The last time I visited a place many years ago, I still see that one of his gas stations was still running. But things were not like before because Leslie had been killed and is gone. Oh, brethren, you see, if you think diabolical power is your anchor, you need to think twice. Because the Bible says God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above all other names. That the mention of the name of Jesus, every name must bow. 
Jesus Christ is the head of all principalities and powers. Every other power, they are below him. And so if you make Jesus your uncle, like King David, then you will not be put to shame. You cannot die a shameful death. I prophesy to somebody's life. I pray for you. You will not die a shameful death. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will not die a shameful death. In the name of Jesus. You know what they call shameful death? That's an example. Another shameful death we read with this in the Bible was a woman called Jezebel. She also anchored herself on her gods. She, she and her husband anchored themselves on their gods. She most, she's, she's the most terrible, the most wicked woman ever recorded in the history of the Bible. And even, even in the New Testament, God was still making references Say they are daughters of Jezebel. Even the people of the world now, they use the word Jezebel. When you ask a non-believer, a drunkard, that, oh, look at this one is like a Jezebel. They know what it means. So even people that are not Christian knows the evil of Jezebel. This woman, she died the same food there. What was the death? Jehu threw her from three-story building and she pieces. When she fell down, she was torn to pieces. That was a shameful death because God had prophesied through his servant that the same way she organized to kill Naboth, that is the same way that that dog will leak her own blood and it came to pass. I pray for you again. You will not anchor your life on money. You will not anchor your life on, on, on diabolical powers. You will not anchor your life on properties, but on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not die a shameful death. Amen. I will not die a shameful death. In the name of Jesus. So brethren, who is your anchor? David said, be thou my strong rock for an house of defense. If Jesus is your anchor, Number one thing that we will notice in your life or that you will notice is that you trust him. Trust is one key factor to measure who is your anchor. We've heard of armed robbers who will be fortified by demonic powers. They trust in their, in their, in their diabolical powers. They put their trust so much in it that they go with confidence. But then, how much of we, the, living, the sons of the living God, the daughters of the living God, do you trust God? If Jesus is your anchor, number one, how do you know who is your anchor? You trust them. You trust them. That's why uh, in the songwriter says, some trust in chariot, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the law. So number one is trust. I mean, absolute trust in what? What are you trusting in? In the person of God, in the character of God, 
and in the power of God to deliver you. Before you invest and trust in somebody, you will have known, you will have studied a little bit. In those days too, when my own biological mom too, used to visit diabolical powers for protection. You see, one of the things that attract people to all those uh, diabolic uh, men and women, the witches, was because others have shared testimony. They say, ah, that woman was looking for baby. And she went to this mama so-and-so, she went to that place. And then she came back with her baby. Brethren, do you trust God? If you trust the living God, then you know that he can do all things. Nothing is impossible to God. So in this month of good news, anchor your destiny on God, not on your money. Don't anchor your destiny on your property. Don't even anchor it on your parents. Don't even anchor it on the government. Don't even anchor it on your friends. Don't anchor it on the economy. Anchor it on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you anchor your, your life unto his hand, you trust him. So as you go out today, Lord, I anchor my destiny on you. Maybe as parents, you are not sure of the future of your children. Lord, I anchor the destiny of my children into your hand. Maybe you are not sure of, uh, you know, of what tomorrow holds. Lord, I anchor my own destiny into your own hand. So number one is whoever you anchor your life or your destiny on, you trust them. You entrust, you entrust certain things. You entrust your life. Are you entrusting your life into the hand of God or into the hand of the devil? We are going to be praying. So trust is one key thing. Trust, trust, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. You are going to pray this morning. Number one prayer you are going to pray and lift up your voice this morning is that you are going to say, Father, I thank you for being my rock, for being my strong rock. Thank you for being my anchor. Open your mouth this morning and pray. Are you here this morning? You have been trusting in your money. Money cannot save you. Are you here this morning? You have been trusting in your investment that you have in, in a different part of the world. That those things cannot save you. You need to put your absolute trust, complete trust in the almighty God is the one that can help you. Are you faced with financial challenges? Are you faced with health problems? Put your trust in God. So you are here this morning, you are not born again. I want you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
Now, if you are here this morning and you want to accept and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning a sinner. Please forgive me my sin. Write my name in the book of life. Today, I confess my sins. Cleanse me from all my sins and iniquity. Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I anchor my destiny upon you in Jesus' name. Father, I pray as many that have prayed this prayer, please save their soul, forgive them their sins. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. King of King, Lord of Lord, our anchor, our strength, our joy, our hope. This morning, we have come to say thank you. Thank you that we all slept and we are woke safely. We have heard your word this morning that you are our rock. You are the anchor of our destiny. And so this morning, like David trusted you, you did not allow David to be put to shame. Lord Jesus, we put our trust in you that in this month, it shall continue to be all around good news in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord yeah. Thing your children and cause their destiny on, I pray you will answer them all in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, the things that they are believing you for, they have put their trust in you concerning their job, answer their prayer, concerning their marriages, answer their prayer, concerning their health, answer their prayer, Lord, concerning their business, the dreams you have committed to their hand, answer their prayer. Lord Amen. Jesus, we want to say thank you. Thank you for bringing us to day three of the ongoing fasting and prayer. May your name be praised in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus, I pray for your people. Turn all their answers, all their petitions to testimonies in the name of Jesus. In Amen. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.